0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. You're tuned into the rumor mill. I'm Lexi
1: and I'm Spencer and this is your Gen Z guide to pop culture and keeping it pop culture centered this week. We have one of our favorite celebrity commentators hosts red carpet reporters from people magazine on Jeremy Parsons. We're super excited to have him on Jeremy is one of the best we're gonna get all the inside scoop on what celebrities are like in real life our favorite maybe some of our least favorite. We're going to see what goes down behind the scenes at some of the biggest Hollywood events ever, how People Magazine gets its stories, all the things.
0: All the things. We're going to talk about it all as you know we do. We deal with rumors, not facts, so please don't come for us.
1: We're all celebrity commentators?
0: We are. We're all of a different We're all of the same breed, just different mm-hmm. kind of breed.
1: As Victoria Justice once
2: said, I think we all sing.
0: We all sing. Well, without further ado, let's get into the interview. Welcome, Jeremy.
2: Hey guys, good to meet both of you. Thanks for asking for me to be on absolutely thanks for like being this.
0: here yeah, yeah we appreciate it I, and yeah.
2: i watched some of your i just clicked through some of your stuff and you guys do a great job
0: thank you Hopefully. that means a lot Thank you, you, did, so did, much. Your
1: work.
2: you <laughs> did your you work just a little <laughs> super <laughs> great
1: well Jeremy you're a veteran entertainment news journalist a father a producer and our favorite correspondent at People you've been with the magazine now for almost a decade you know what has your experience been seeing news consumption go from more mainstream print to mostly digital especially being a part of People the TV show
2: Yeah I that's actually well that, by the way you got the you just nailed it like the whole resume you know my how long I've been around I
1: like, did oh, my hey, research why? I did my <laughs> research <laughs>
2: You are dialed in. Um, it's, it's a good question because I came on board at people as the brand was really pivoting to digital video content. And so the first show I hosted there, uh, was called people now, and we were a live streaming show on all the digital platforms, social media, all that for, uh, several years. So no, it's, it's been, it's kind of an exciting time and it's been exciting to kind of live through that adjustment, right? Like uh, obviously it, people is a a legacy print magazine that still does very well in in the world of magazines is is such a leader and then you know but just to have such a presence in uh on on every single platform everywhere you look um it's it's an exciting place to be for sure
0: yeah, I remember growing up like my mom always used to have like the people magazines on the oh, like, yeah. coffee table, you right. know yeah, yeah. like she'd look forward to getting them in the mail and Gotta then we sit and team. like look through like yeah. what's happening whose fashion is this who's yeah. doing that like right, right.
1: so Sitting that's kind dentist.
2: of. Flipping through whatever.
0: Exactly. My,
1: my mom still so gets People magazine. So I'll does my mom. Oh my god! I gotta flip through that.
0: Exactly right. <laughs> so that's kind of well, where. I,
2: yeah.
0: That's where I got kind of inspired to like kind of get into journalism and pop culture and all of that. So we'd love to know from your side of things, how did you get into journalism? What inspired you to get into pop culture? Tell us how you got started.
2: So I just from the start, I was always just growing up as a kid. I was just into it, you know, just naturally into it. I love. I would come home from school. Flip on the TV, I was just a con. I was naturally a consumer of what was going on in pop culture, so then went to college. I always knew I wanted to be involved in entertainment at, at some level. I never really wanted to be an actor, so I didn't know for sure what it would be. And um, I did radio stuff in college, moved to California right after that, blah blah blah, all kinds of boring details. But then I ended up in a situation where I was able to host um, on this little startup network that came and went, but I, I convinced the executive producer. I pitched some ideas and I and I was pitched the idea not only as a segment, but that I would host the interview. He let me do it. It went well. Wow. And then I got to do more. Right. So, so it kind of, it kind of naturally um, the, 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 the pop culture, it turned out to be entertainment news stuff that I was, that I, that I landed in. And then that was just a very natural fit. I've, you know, appetites for more, but that, that stuff has just always been second nature to me. And I guess that's probably the key for you know, people ask me a lot of that type of question a lot, like what was the initial, the initial thing? And I mean, I grew up in a small town in West Virginia, so we didn't. It wasn't like I grew up in LA where it's just like movies are being made. Yeah. It was like local local news was being made, yeah. and so it was like I was like the kid, the geeky kid, that's like, I I want to go down to the state carnival or whatever and find the six o'clock broadcast and see how they do it you know yeah super nerdy super ner- i know that's hard to tell you can never imagine <laughs> but it- <laughs> nothing wrong with being a nerd
0: though we we love <laughs> nerds around here we did right. come from the right.
1: beginnings we both we both used to wear glasses we were both definitely i nerds. was always
0: one with a book in my hand like mm-hmm. we get it we're, no it's but great we, that's how to... we
1: connected because we yeah. like we went to school we wh- i've known her since third grade so okay. we would like come home from school and like FaceTime each other and be like, did you hear this song? Did you hear about so-and-so?
0: We do album parties, oh, like yeah. listening parties together. It was that's so fun. great.
2: That's great. Yeah. So it's a natural, and that's yeah. what, that's why the rumor mill does well, right? You guys have a natural love for it. You've got a natural chemistry and that's key.
1: Thank Absolutely. you. Well, thank you. Uh, and I, and I want to know from you, you know, behind the scenes, how does a news source like People Magazine get a hold of the headlines they do? You know, how are you sure that you're the first to break a story? And how does that sure. work in the industry behind the scenes?
2: Yeah, it's an aggressive industry for sure. Yeah. And, you know, there's obviously peoples out there. Luckily, I've worked at other brands uh, before this. And uh, it, it sounds like I'm being just like pumping the company name. But there is something about the the name people that uh, elicits a response. and and you know, over decades, the brand and the people that work at people have built deep relationships with um, the movers, the shakers, the major players in the world of entertainment and Hollywood, but also across the spectrum with with uh, when it comes to human interest stories, when it comes to politics, and just a whole host of other things. So um, the the real magic is just the fact that the hard work has been put in over time for it to be a trusted brand. So that all of a sudden when you've got an A-lister that wants to tell a very personal story, they know they can come to people. It'll be told in a way that they are respected, that they can trust. And and truly that I mean, as maybe that sounds cheesy or something, but that is actually the real magic. It's the relationships and the trustworthiness of the brand that's been built over, over decades.
1: Yeah, I, like when you when you look at People magazine, it is so trusted for celebrity news, for like you said, human interest stories, true crime stories. That was one of the things that I used to look at out of my mom's People magazine. Is there'd be like a little bubble of like a headline of you know right. some murder, yeah, it's yeah. A crazy thing that
2: happened, yeah, whoa, like what in the world, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've been I've actually been a part of telling some of those really heart wrenching stories, and it's been interesting. And for me as a host and as a person who it does have you know a, a love for journalism and and telling stories to To be trusted with someone's the wor- the worst moment of someone's life, right? That has now made yeah. national headlines, and to be trusted to uh, to interact with them and tell their story in a respectful way, that they feel like their voice is being heard, that hopefully they're able to help other people. Uh, it's ju- it's it, you know that that kind of thing is very humbling, and so and not to overplay it or whatever, but that's just from an experiential perspective. It's uh, it's a unique thing.
1: Yeah. Do you think that that's what sets People magazine apart from other brands and other magazines that have been around for so long as well?
2: For sure. That's absolutely it. It's the it's the deep respect and and the relationship some of the people it's it's been mind-blowing. I remember when I first walked into the office in New York and started meeting people and it was just like, oh, I got to know this editor and this writer and this head head of this department or whatever. It's like, oh, they Oh, something happens with uh, Oprah. They call her on her cell phone. Something happens with Angelina Jolie. They call her. You know, what I mean, it's just like yeah. the the deep seated sort the sourcing and everything else with with a lot of the the staff there is industry standard, top notch.
1: Yeah, yeah. I it's-
2: sound like <laughs> such a company man. I know. <laughs> but it's I cool. Just... It's great. <laughs> it's uh, it's been. A, but I, I, you know, I also have an outside perspective. I've been there, though. I have been there for near, you know, eight nine years it's on those, compared to a lot of people there, it's a blip, you know, uh, yeah. so it's it's been great to work with just the best in the business, truly.
1: Yeah. And speaking of you hosting, you have hosted on and reported from many red carpets over the years from the SAG Awards to the Grammys, the Billboard Music Awards, you've done Oscars recaps for Good Morning America, you've been to the Emmys. To date, who are some of the most memorable A-listers that you've encountered?
2: It's a hard one. My top guy is always Tom Hanks. I oh, love- that's really? a great one. He's my—he's just my favorite actor. Growing up as a kid, I just got into his movies, and I'll, I'll never forget the first time I sat down in an interview with him. It was him, and um, uh, oh my gosh, Julia Roberts. When Tom Hanks is involved, everyone else, including Julia, they just peel away from me. It's because it's top notch, and I—I I had he was just as nice as could be, made you feel like a best friend. I did the cheesy, th- the stupid thing. I I'd, I'd like written out a bucket list and down the list was interview Tom Hanks. And I, I gave him that. And I put a bunch of random stuff like, you know, eat a deep fried pickle at the Orange County Fair. Or, <laughs> like a bunch of really random stuff and then interview Tom Hanks. And he scratched himself off my bucket list, gave it back. And he was like, congratulations, you're one step closer to death, kid, or whatever. Oh my was God. He was very funny. He was very yeah. funny about it. And so he, he was great. Um, I, I, there's, there's so many that stand out that are just i mean the first time i interviewed angelina jolie i was literally shaking you know it was a a sit-down interview and i just remember standing outside the room just like my heart's pumping was like okay calm down calm down right when i walked in the room you know she's she knows that she has that effect on people she's not even doing anything but she made me feel comfortable right away she she chuckled at a stupid corny joke i made and it made me feel good so anyway whatever there there are a thousand of those kinds of stories but um there but when it comes to You mentioned a ton of award shows just now and the red carpets Mm -hmm. and all that. The the live shows that we do at people uh, at the award shows are a highlight of every year for sure. There's an energy about it. Everyone's excited. It's just, and and, and when it comes down to those events in in those two hours or whatever, it just feels like the center of the world, you know, or at least the center of the entertainment world for sure. And um, that is an exciting experience, especially when you're doing something like a live show, and, you know, it's just kind of like you're rolling with it and different things are happening. People are coming and going. And we thought one person was coming, but now it's another. That gets me excited. And it, and it it's probably what I love the most.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, what a cool job. Yeah. Like, I saw you were at the Batman premiere. You got to talk to Zoe Kravitz. I had mentioned the SAG <laughs> Awards. You got to talk to us and Butler, Jamie Lee. Like, what a cool yeah, yeah. job to be there in the middle of it.
2: Yeah. And, one, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, one of the last times I talked to her, the thing I love so much about her is she's such a... She's such a legend, but she's also like total fan. She's a movie fan. Oh she's yeah. She's like she, you know, she's interacting with other stars and loving it and having these really high moments. And then she also t- is very passionate about things. You know, she went on a she went on a a bit of a sort of a pseudo campaign uh, sort of recently about uh, uh, growing old gracefully in Hollywood and taking on. Sort of the idea that she wanted, wants to, you know, wanted to, to tell young women, and I'm, not, I'm paraphrasing what she told me in the interview, but just that you are enough and don't believe the false images you see on social media. It's yeah. not real. None of it's real. It's all fake. And, and just embracing growing old gracefully was kind of her message. I just really appreciate that with her. Yeah. She's such
0: a queen. Like she just can do no wrong. She's just everything that ever she ever says or does. I just feel like is just done so gracefully. I just, I'm such a fan of her. I love her. And I, I have to
1: know, I have to know, was Austin Butler, when you talked to him, was the Elvis voice for real?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do think, I, so it was, uh, it was, there was a, I think, so I think he was aware so much by the time the SAG Awards rolled around, I that's where I talked to him last. I think that he was aware of the chatter about him, keeping the voice enough so that it had got, it felt a little like it had been rained back. But I do you know, I do think there's an authenticity to just kind of him. He felt real. He, you know, yeah. the voice the voice didn't feel like a full. Also, I do think there's something to actors go, diving in and becoming a character for so long, and and maybe outside of the world of entertainment that seems so silly, but that they would have a hard time like snapping out to some degree. Um, you know, but it, yeah, it kind of works for him. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, Let the dude do it. But I mean, it was a little, it was a little thick for a while. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, be honest with us now. What is the most, we've talked about some of your highlights. Can you tell us about mm. an embarrassing story that you had with a celeb, like an embarrassing interaction oh, that you man. had?
2: Yeah. I, there are some that I, I can't tell. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> you can tell us though. It'll stay between them. Yeah. It's just right here. Right. Um, I, I kind of often tell the story of, um, I had a funny interaction with Rain Wilson on my, Rain Wilson played Dwight, Dwight in the, from office. the office. Yeah. Um, he early on one of my first ever red carpets and it wasn't, I wasn't at people. I was somewhere else. And, um, I, I had, he, anyway, I was at the end of the carpet. It's a long story, whatever the case, it did not go well. He, he made a joke with another person. I didn't really get it. And it just. I I ruined it, and it was a bad and it, it was just a bad experience. And he was a he was a little bit of a he was a little snarky, whatever. I was just like ah. And then a year later, but it it was redeemed because a year later I was at South by Southwest Film Festival, and um, he had a little movie that just him and a director it was like a passion project, and we did an interview um, in the, like this hotel lobby, really low key. The interview went so well. And then afterwards we were all just hanging out. The crew was tearing down and the director that he was with was asking me these kinds of questions. And he asked me like, what was my worst experience with a celebrity? And I was <laughs> like, "Funny I mean, you should ask that for the past, like year or so. I was like, rain, you've been the story. And, and, you know, and, and then he's like, Oh, what, what happened? What did he do? And I told the whole story and he was so nice about it. And he jugged again about it. I was never, it was never like a truly offensive thing. It was just uh, as an early person, it's so easy when you're early on in this kind of work, it can be just devastating if anything goes yeah. less than perfect. Right. Um, and, and you just say, you just do and say stupid things early on and I guess throughout, but lessons can be learned the hard way. That That's for sure.
1: There was a hilarious moment that I did see of you with Brad Pitt as
2: well. <laughs> you, a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. you were talking about the one where he stood. So my co-host made a reference about you know every time Brad Pitt shows up in a photo beside someone, everyone assumes he's with that person. So he kind of like yeah, leaned over it. to her, yeah, and stood over, and we're like, oh, and then he like came over to me. He's like, hey, who knows? Get
1: get <laughs> I was like, did you guys exchange number? No, I'm-
2: <laughs> we didn't. But I would've.
0: that's awesome well kind of in the same vein sometimes celebrity commentators can come off as trying too hard being awkward making some red red carpet and hollywood events hard to watch but you have really gotten the knack for it and you make it oftentimes like it's really easy to watch what you're doing and when you're interviewing celebrities so what is your approach to interviewing someone how do you how do you approach that
2: well that is very nice of you to say Uh, and I, I mean, I do work hard at, um, I think knowing your stuff is key. Like I, I approach any award show that I'm going to do with, especially a live show. I approach it like I'm, it's like I'm studying for a college final. Like I, I I sit down and and spend hours at some point, even an accumulation of hours going through the, you know, the, the, the packet that I get, the research packet and finding, I always want to know. Obviously the main points, they're nominated for this, they're here for this show or movie, but I always wanna know one personal thing. Oh, I just saw you posted on Instagram that you uh, went skiing and you know, whatever happened. Yeah, I mean, your, first, your first time having a mint julep or something, <laughs> uh, whatever it is, like th- just anything at all, anything that is current and real and personal that's not the thing they expect um, is, is oftentimes leads to maybe a more genuine conversation um but i i don't know i think also a a, a rule that i've also learned the hard way and i've had some embarrassing moments is when this is very generic in general but when you're interviewing people that are comedic actors especially i have found that people that are funny on movies and tv shows and whatever don't like it when you as a host just force them into your idea of a joke Mm. right they let them decide what's funny and how to be funny don't force them into it and i've tried that like a bit some bit on the carpet or in an interview or whatever and it's just failed miserably and i've learned that like you know to like step like tiptoe into that territory and then maybe like little feelers to see if they're playing along or not you know but if someone's not playing along don't force it you know things like that you kind of learn the hard way after you feel the burn of rejection Once or twice. (laughs) That makes sense. Fair enough. The humiliation of it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then the other thing is just trying to be conversational. I think, you know, actors like to talk about what they're doing and whatever, but they also like a conversationalist uh, vibe. More so than just sort of being like talked at.
1: You know? Yeah, that there's a lot of people that we have talked to. That there are some people that get on and are super chatty, easy to talk to. Let's have a conversation. We'll dive in. There's other people that will get on with like four publicists, and then they'll just sit down and say hi. I'm ready. Yeah. Like, and it's like, hi. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it turns into a uh, you really got to work to win them over for a bit. Yeah, right? <laughs> absolutely,
0: yeah. absolutely. Well, yeah. um, in the vein of other more popular topics that are going on in the world we have to talk about the Met Gala we have to talk about the Met Gala
2: um arguably the
0: biggest fashion event of the year every year you know we got to talk about Anna Anna Wintour you know we love her um tell us who do you think had the best and worst looks this year
2: oh my goodness it's hard for me okay I am not overall the most the fashion guy but from a flyover perspective I love what Diddy had on did you see Diddy and I don't know that anyone remembers this because everyone remembers Lil Nas X (laughs) <laughs> Which was a real moment. Lil Nas X took it uh, in terms of like flash headline grabbing. He knew when Lil Nas X showed up, basically, basically nude, right? I mean, he had yeah. like a thong type thing, something on, some brief on, full sparkly uh, uh, silver. The whole thing—it was show stopping. He yeah. knew for sure he's going to be in every sizzle reel, a uh, recap, every gallery of the Met Gala fine he had a moment for sure look great but i mean not my thing necessarily I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to pull i wish i could pull it off but he but but did he he had just like i don't even know what the, i don't even know who the designer was for sure but it was all black and then he had like this cape thing with black it was everything was black black on black on black cape thing with uh black roses all down it and it kind of went down i i thought it i thought it was I mean, I wish I could have a moment in in that. Um, what stuck out to you? I'm trying to let's think of some other stuff here.
0: I, was, I mean, I'm was, always here for, for Daddy Pedro Pascal with those shorts, those <laughs> was shorts. He was <laughs> serving leg. He was serving he was leg. Serving leg.
2: <laughs> Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal is having such a. He's probably the top sort of breakout. He's having a moment right yeah. now, right? Between all the projects he's doing. He's memed everywhere, right? Everywhere. Absolutely. He's on, he's on like top of the memes right now. Um and that moment with the shorts and the red long cape, I think I made a joke that it was I posted something with him saying that like it's like when I yell up at my my kid tells me they want to get dressed for school and I'm like all right it's going to be warm but it might be chilly at recess and so they put on <laughs> shorts and it was like it was both both worlds he had it he had it going on. No, That's that insane. guy is he's breaking out and and taking I think that would be, qualify as taking a bit of a risk just at least we haven't seen enough. Of, I, I would not have predicted that from him, but yeah. he pulled it off for sure. And he's, there, he's having fun with it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, like,
1: there are a lot of actors and, and singers that will show up. A lot of guys that will just come in suits or whatever. But Diddy looked really good. The kind of coat and cape he had. Pedro wearing shorts. Interesting. Lil Nas X just, just – I don't, I don't know why Anna Wintour invites some of the people that she does. <laughs> you know, when there's three well, people here that would look great – that could take the place of Emma Chamberlain, like just some of the people that I'm like, how did they get invited? You yeah, know?
2: well, Lil Nas X as a is a is a culture shaper for sure and yeah. has had has such a strong lane over the past few years. I'm not surprised he was invited. Also not surprised that he was show stopping in the look. Not my favorite at all, though, but but uh I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to kind of go. Anne Hathaway looked
1: great. I think everyone agreed that anne Hathaway looked amazing.
2: She did. And we hadn't really, I don't recall seeing her a lot recently before mm-hmm. that and just doing a lot of press or anything. So it was a, that was a big, strong moment for her too. Yeah. It's always such an interesting, some of my favorite things are, excuse me, watching, you know, it's such a glamorous event and mm-hmm. there's so much put into it that, it, that it's, it's over the top, right? On purpose, by design. It's so yeah. the top and you've got, you know, the reporters up the side screaming and yelling and the breakout star this year, I don't know if you saw this was a cockroach going up the carpet. Did you see this? <laughs> I, I haven't seen, seen that. That's that. so funny. I did my see buddy, Jared Leto's um,
1: cat suit though.
2: Jared Leto's cat suit was crazy. That was, that was a big moment. And then they had a whole team like take it off so he could have his real suit revealed. Yeah. Before, but, so during the downtime, before a lot of people arrived, uh, my buddy at Variety, Mark Malkin, um, posted a video and it ended up, him and other people, all, like, they were like yelling questions, shooting a video of this cockroach going up the carpet. Photographers started taking pictures of it. You can <laughs> Google it. But the, the star of the Met Gala Met Gala Gala,
1: uh, Cockroach 23, 2023. Yeah, yeah. That's so great. Now, one red carpet we did not get to see this year was the MTV Movie and TV Awards. I mean, we didn't even get to see the awards show. It was canceled because of the the writer's strike. And a lot of, there's a lot of shows right now and a lot of stuff that's being halted. I, I can think of, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon colbert saturday night live just stopped production because of this writer strike what was your reaction to drew barrymore dropping out of uh, hosting yeah. the mtv awards and and the whole show being canceled overall
2: yeah pretty interesting how that, how it worked out so they canceled the live show they ended up doing like a taped version yeah uh of the winners. so yeah and so kind of a totally different thing i look i whenever things like this happen and i remember a few years ago when there was a big writer strike you tend to see a lot of big actors and a lot of big players who aren't necessarily themselves writers really standing up and saying hey we stand with them and they always make the point we're nothing without the writers our Mm -hmm. projects are nothing without the writers so it's one of those moments i think for people outside the industry to get a glimpse into just how much the behind the scenes talent you know it, it makes or breaks all the all the content that comes out and so for the writers um, to get the support of people like Drew Barrymore who of course she's a legacy actor been in the business forever and uh, and, and so many other big ne- Jamie Lee Curtis had pulled out MTV uh, she was going to be a presenter and and she dropped out in support of of the writers so uh, and then on, my social media has been just full and flooded of, with actors who are literally on picket lines or they're out there with them making a point to visibly stand with them so To me, it's great to see the um, solidarity within the community of artists, whether they're stars or behind the scenes stars that no one knows their name.
1: Yeah, and there was, I think it was like 15 years ago or something, the, the other, the last big writer strike. And I remember that. And that's funny that we talked about Dwight, because the only reason I know that is because The Office season four was a shorter season than all the other seasons. And I, I was like, why was it so short? So I Googled it and I found out about this whole writer strike. Writer strike, yeah. Um, but wh- just for context, just for some of our listeners and our viewers, what do you know about the writer strike of like, why is it happening? Is it because they want to unionize yeah. the pay? Like, what are the... Sure. What are the details? I am
2: not, I'm not deeply steeped in it, but my fly we're not either. We're not either. We were hoping you would know. Well, the things that, well, yeah, we can do a deep dive, but the flyover is, it has to do, my understanding is it has to do with writers being compensated for uh, long-term uh, streaming services and things of that nature. Mm. So and maybe people do or don't know that and these types of issues come up a lot with, you know, for example, I think of the movie industry and how oftentimes there are contracts with Select with stars and producers and etc all the people involved for the movie itself theatrical release and then there is aftermarket so dvd blu-ray and now the world of streaming is these are all different categories that these organizations the unions the guilds and whatever as the industry evolves and as technology evolves in terms of how people are consuming the industry then and those those organizations have to evolve their uh, sort of their expectations for compensation, you know, if an actors get, for example, and I again, this is all just sort of general, generally speaking, if actors are getting big residual money in streaming, it makes sense that others would, right? And stream, yeah. uh, the writers, producers, different things. Again, I am not a representative from any of those things. <laughs> <We don't> no <know laughs> details, but it's like, if it over perspective, it has to do with, uh, I believe, pay in uh that has to do with streaming specifically yeah and updating their policies and their their bylaws and things that
1: has been an issue over the last couple years i think who was it um black widow scarlett johansson Mm -hmm. that she had had beef with disney because of some streaming rights and compensation for views or
2: whatever there was something about that because and i don't remember every detail about it but i do remember when it came out i believe it hit during the covid situation Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. it was like the theaters weren't fully open so they ended up going with I I I don't remember this for sure, but I believe it had to do with them going streaming. They streamed earlier. Yeah. Because of the theatrical situation. And then but you're you're right. I believe there was an involvement the the the, the um the issues had to do with those distinctions in theatrical versus streaming and, and how money is delineated. Yeah. It's Absolutely. all about money. It's all about money. It always is. And I, did, I mean and I money makes did I do a good job acting like I was saying something, but then actually not saying anything? I don't really <laughs> you
1: said know. a lot, but you didn't say anything at all. No. no. A
2: lot of, <laughs> words. A lot of um, words.
0: Well, let's get on to some reactions to some hot tea that's been circling around the internet. Uh, we just found out that Robert De Niro has welcomed his seventh child at the age of 79, yes! which is crazy. Like, how often does that happen? What is your reaction to that? Obviously, it seems De Niro. like you're
2: excited. De Niro, I am excited. I saw the headlines, and it was just like, man, De Niro, in the game. You know, he's just going <laughs> to the, the game. <laughs> uh, seventh child his I was looking up um in the people article just a little bit ago that you know he's yeah. got his oldest I believe is 56 oh my god could you imagine having a brother Maybe it's 51 that's right. in the, in, it's like a, bizarre a 50 year span um and you know and he's got and then there's a four there's 40 something and then there's twins that are 20 something and then an 11 year old I believe and then the, I don't have the exact ages in front of me but um, yeah, no, I was, I was surprised to hear it. And it sounded like, you know, it came out in a, an interview with ET Canada and it sounded like it was almost like a, just sort of a matter of fact revelation because he, <laughs> he was asked something about his six kids and he's like, Oh, I got seven now. Yeah, he's like, Oh, we just had, just had a new, have a, have a new one, a newborn or something. Um, but, but you know, I mean, De Niro baby.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's killing it right now. He's, I mean, he's doing what he's yeah. doing
2: and he's doing what he's doing. The is, In the
1: age uh, of Nick Cannon, few things about celebrities yeah. and parenting shocks me anymore.
2: <laughs> That's exactly because. right, and and you know I I just gotta I'm just I'm happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'll tell you something, I had so I have two kids, and the second kid that was like the late nights were so hard compared to the first. I mean the first it's like terrible because you're just breaking into it, and I'm just thinking now 79 those 3 a.m. nights. Those, those 3 a.m. Uh, tantrums and get, are going to probably hit a lot harder. I got to tell you that.
0: Yeah. A lot.
2: Good luck be, to him. It's
0: going to be tough, but I, if anybody can get through it, if scenario. anybody can do it. It's and, and you know what?
2: They've got the money. He's got the money. Hopefully yeah. they got a yeah. staff. They get the night nurses, that whole thing. They're going to be fine.
0: Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now let's talk about on the opposite side of the world over in Spain. We've recently <laughs> oh, yeah. found out that Amber Heard has quit Hollywood or has Hollywood quit her. Yeah what's your reaction to any of that
2: my main reaction and a lot of the as far as the people reporting goes that that amber heard has been pretty open about wanting to spend time with her uh baby with her with her daughter right um and so i think more than anything this move to be in spain and be in europe and all that uh, and and um not being in la or whatever she's she has said she wanted to get out of the spotlight there's so much attention surrounding the trial with johnny depp and that she wanted to get as much quality time as she could uh, with her daughter. So I think it's a lot more about that and family time and, and a bit of a maybe reset for her than it is about sort of like quitting or not quitting or whoever. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, you know, I look, I saw the, that we had an article about that and people about her in Spain and, and she's running and she's doing her yeah. thing. It yeah. seems like she's got like a new uh, revitalized lease on life or, or that's probably – I would imagine what she's hoping for as she, as she moves forward with, I mean, parenthood is the best thing ever. And, uh, I can't imagine being in a situation in the spotlight for whatever reason, with the trial, with the drama, all the stuff going on, and all you want to do at some point for me anyway, as a parent, is just be with your kids. And so I can understand, uh, I can understand her really taking big steps to make that happen.
1: Yeah. I I also, I read that article and it was like they had paparazzi had gotten pictures of her jogging and, some she had like reps or sources or something that had commented that she was ready to be out of the spotlight and she wanted to raise her daughter in peace and privacy and i didn't even know the trials it's we're almost at the one year mark i'm like right it's we're right year. before the
2: one year mark right yeah. Crazy. And,
1: but but what was funny was later in the article one of the sources said it was like a quote of like but she's excited to get back to working and filming
2: so <laughs> right. good luck to her I, 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 I think it's one of those things where it's like happy to be out of the spotlight of yeah. the drama of the trial and hoping to re- reset and get into the, the work, which is, you know, every actor at the end of the day wants to, wants to do their craft. And hope, so that I would imagine that's motivating.
1: Yeah. Good luck. Good luck to her. I just want to throw this in here. Cause I don't know if you've seen this, but like, this is kind of, I've, I've seen a bunch of stuff about this on social media the last couple of days because the news just broke, but the whole Kim Zolciak, Croy Bierman mm. reality TV mm-hmm. divorce, yeah. And like, to, to me, when I saw the the news break, because I had seen her because I, I think she was on a Real Housewives show. I think it was the Atlanta show. And he was an NFL player. And then TMZ had broken the news. Like, they've been married for like 10 years. And TMZ had broken the news that she had yeah. filed for divorce. She wanted sole custody. She wanted spousal support, whatever. But then it just came out in legal documents, I think yesterday or today, that she actually never filed. He filed first, and he also wants sole custody, so that's going to get ugly.
2: I saw the the sole custody that he wanted sole custody today, yeah. and I, I don't. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things where I suspect a lot more is going to come out here. I remember I it, the first thing that came to mind when this news broke was a couple years ago they came in. I believe we were just interviewing her, and but he was he was there with her, and the takeaway for me and our crew and everything else was just like. They were so fun together. They seemed to have a really great chemistry. Like I'm talking like green room, walking down the hall, not on set, not yeah. in the midst of filming. Just when we're all done and we're all just kind of standing around talking, quick chat before they left or whatever. His whole vibe with her and hers with him, whatever, was very uh, – it seemed very strong. you know. And, and it's one of those things where you just don't know, <laughs> especially when it comes to the world. Anything involving – let's just frame it – the Real Housewives of anywhere city yeah. – tv tv show you just don't know what's going to be next and so as we've seen with other cases that obviously they're all different but it's one of those things that i believe the onion's going to peel back and we're going to get story after story this or that you know pieces of it start coming out and we get a fuller picture as it goes but a lot of people in the in the housewives world pretty shocked by that
1: it was i i was very surprised because i remember they had their own show for a lot of years on Bravo and like, they were the couple, like nobody expected them to get divorced. And now there's all these alleged, you know, like gambling issues and she gambled away all his money and now he's leaving her and like all this stuff. So I think a lot of stuff is going to come out about it. Cause I, for both of them to want sole custody and not go for like a joint, like that's very aggressive.
2: Like yeah, it, it, it makes you think just from an observational perspective of any divorce kind of situation, it makes you think that they are not, on the same page at all. So, yeah. um and then oftentimes, you know, we we've seen we see in cases like this that r- the, and especially when it's so publicized, the rumor mill just starts churning, uh, and we'll see how much they react to that and set the record straight.
1: Yeah. No, I do want. Well, you know, I'll stay on brand. I'll wish them a good luck. We'll stay on brand with that. You know, good luck <laughs> to them. Stay positive. Stay yeah. positive.
2: Good luck with all that. Well, and then obviously, you know, again, not to be like. Dad McGee constantly, but you think about the family, think the, about kids. the kids, they have young kids, and you want that to work out privately or in a way that you know that creates a safe environment for them, so that it's all not uh you know strung out everywhere uh, on on the, in the press and with an ugly fight. So hopefully, it doesn't get to that.
1: Yeah, and and of of course, at at the same time, everyone is talking about another famous couple across the pond. The recent yes. coronation of King Charles and his decision to crown Camilla as queen, there's been endless memes. What is your response to some of the backlash of people on social media that don't, that, you know, think it's like the villain is being crowned queen and like, they don't like sure. Camilla, you know, what, what's your response That's to wild. the backlash?
2: By the way, isn't it, is it the most 2020 thing? Imagine like a previous, gener- previous generations of of the Royal family and everything. The The idea of talking about, the Real Housewives and <laughs> the TV show, Bravo TV, in the same next breath. We're talking about the crowning of the new king of England. And they're all kind of part of the same conversation, right? It's just it's just all this pop culture kind of thing. And that's one of the amazing parts of our current yeah. era of pop culture is we've got reality TV royalty, royalty Real royalty, royalty yeah. depending on the day, it's who knows who's actually being treated like royalty. I think the whole thing – so at People, we do a great deal of coverage. We watch the royal stuff very closely, and we have a very loyal following for all of it, every little detail. My main takeaway is no matter what happens, no matter what they do, whoever they – you name the character this week, it elicits such an incredible response. um, And that's all – from my early days at People, it was always surprising to me because I wasn't originally such a royal watcher. But there are Mm -hmm. so many people who are – and, yeah, people that tap that tap into and know the story, the history of Charles, Camilla, Diana, all of that, definitely have opinions. My main thing was, I was just – did you see the viral video of uh, Katy the Perry? The choir?
1: Oh, the, yeah, 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 Katy Perry. Looking
2: for a seat? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Looking for laughs> seat. I just thought it was a funny little moment. And then it was all of a sudden like, wait a second, Katie and Lionel Richie are performing – and they're doing like suddenly the coronation was in cahoots with abc for american idol they were live from london on american idol it was like this is the most integrated pop culture slash real royalty thing i've ever seen it was it was remarkable and then the other thing i will say besides besides the scandal and and thing about all the drama that surrounds the families i love how it is a snapshot of history like as you're watching it, it's like, I feel like I'm in a time capsule. And that's probably the main appeal for, for a lot of people. There's just this strange uh, sort of timelessness of what's going on with the ceremonial nature of everything and, and all of that. And then that Meghan Markle wasn't there.
1: That's was hilarious to me. And I loved, I loved the reason <laughs> she gave was she couldn't come to the royal coronation. It's just the biggest day in the whole entire world. Because of her child's birthday party. She just had to give that kid a birthday party on the same wow. day.
2: And I believe there was also, uh, there was sourcing that talked about, you know, there was a lot of negative press in the UK yeah. when the last time she was there. And to avoid that, to avoid spectacle, to some degree, it feels like it was probably the the right move and the smart move to avoid taking away from things. I, I mean, we all know that the family has tension right now, right? Yeah. from. Netflix to books to everything else so so that's not a secret but yeah it was uh it was Archie's birthday and Lilibet so she stayed home with the kids um and then little so uh, so William's uh, uh children we had little um what Prince George was involved at the ceremony which is kind of yeah. kind of cool and I think they broke tradition a bit with that and involving him so that was um I don't know it's interesting to watch the family dynamics for sure
1: an interesting Absolutely. timing that he would be part of it and Harry like had to walk in with all the cousins. He didn't get to be on the balcony. He was seated behind. Yeah. Who was it? Princess Margaret's feather hat. Yeah. Like what a mess. Yeah.
2: Good luck I to him. Think, <laughs> good luck to him. Good luck to them. I do believe that, um, you know, it, it, when you look at the years leading up to the current situation and, and Harry and Meghan stepping down from the official royal family and the official royal duties, you already saw, and, and I mean, Harry grew up, any royal watcher knows, Harry grew up knowing his sort of place, right, in the, in the family pecking order. And it feels like, as you watch the whole thing unfold, that it, he's simultaneously fully aware of his place and will embrace that to a degree. But he's also going to pave his own way and say what he needs, what he thinks he needs to say for the sake of his own path, Right. So there's this this interesting juxtaposition between him being there and, and supportive, but then at the same time, don't you kind of look at it and it's like, well, there are Royals, they're on an international stage, but isn't every family kind of like that, right? Like the yeah. end of the day, I'm still here, but like we have our fights, right? We have our things or our disagreements or our tension and things that go on. It's just usually not blasted on international news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not blasting all over
0: social media. I don't think any it's... family truly wants their entire life to blasted on social media, unless you're making <laughs> no. a big, unless you're making big bucks from it. But Exactly then, right.
2: Unless you're a yeah. Kardashian. Well, <laughs> it's interesting
0: that we talk about that because from the standpoint of a journalist, it's interesting that we we're talking about social media and how prevalent it has sure. been in the whole coronation, everything like that. Do you think that the entertainment industry or pop culture as a whole has been aided by or hurt by the rise in social media, especially the booming of, you know, we've seen TikTok has become mm-hmm. really big in the la- last recent yeah. years, you know, Facebook and, and Twitter and Instagram and yeah. all those things. What is your take on that?
2: I, it's really interesting. That's a good question because it it kind of um, when you, w- a few things happen, right? Like th- the access to celebrity is more than it has ever been. I mean, and and so, from a brand like people's perspective, when you look at the sort of legacy of it for in in many ways, it would have been one of very few personal looks that you get into the life of a celebrity. So yeah. then, as social media has taken on, it's turned into all of a sudden, it creates whole new ways to cover celebrities, right? So now the very personal stuff they're posting becomes a story in and of itself. Not, you know, in, instead of the story being what they're saying, it's the fact that they're revealing it. And so there are all these kind of reorientations that have had to happen surrounding, I guess from, yeah, journalistic perspective and covering entertainment because of the access we naturally get on social media, then it becomes even more valuable from a brand, from an entertainment brand's perspective, when you get access to people who never post on social media, right? Oh yeah. And and that that becomes the real magic and the kind of the, the, like, man, if you're, if you're, if you're able to be famous and mysterious in 2023, you're really pulling something off, right? Like you're, you're, that's an intentional move to be off social media, to not be out and about in places where you're photographed all the time. Like, you know, so to get access to those people becomes the new higher standard.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's we talk about that a lot, too, is is just like the age of real celebrities almost being Hollywood age. It's not a thing anymore. Like there's no mystery. We don't have to go to the movie theater to see a movie star on this. You know, we don't have to watch a late night show to, to hear sure. what they're doing and and. There are certain people that, you know, like I I can think of, I don't think Anne Hathaway has an Instagram, you know, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Anderson just joined Instagram. I don't think Brad Pitt has an Instagram. Like there are some celebrities that maintain that mystery and they're regarded as like the legends or the icons or whatever, but it's, it's very interesting to have so much access to people like the Kardashians to see what they're doing all the time that that's how, like I would go on social media to see like what's going on versus I'm not going to turn on Access Hollywood anymore. Like full, full it's it's, right. it's weird.
2: And, and that was I was going to say that too when it comes to like the award shows and red carpet moments, yeah. but especially award shows. You know, some of the the best content from people that we get during the whole thing ends up being you know a lot of times it's cell phone video. We're yeah. out there, we're out and about, we're walking the carpet. Cell phone video of you know Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya having like an off the cuff moment or whoever it is, right? just two stars that you wouldn't think of that are now seeing each other. They're having a big hug or like they're pounding out, whatever, you know, they're just just any, any, any sort of off the cuff moment. And from a perspective of someone like me, who's always been a super fan of the mystery of it, to see them as to see celebrities as just normal people in those moments is pretty uh, interesting. And that's unique to this. Yeah. I guess for lack of a better word, the social media era. Yeah. In the wild. You get to see them in the wild, wild, out in the wild, just as people out in their, in their real natural habitat.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's so cool. Well, when it comes to being on the inside of it all, you've been surrounded by tons of talent and their teams. How do you prepare for interviewing and hosting Hollywood events? Like, do you come up with the questions ahead of time yourself? Is somebody else coming up with the questions? Do you have to memorize those questions? What does that look like?
2: always depends on the situation. Usually I have producers that are researching and we work as a team to collaborate You know, on, all right, here's the direction of the interview. We could probably easily go from this topic to this topic to this topic, that kind of thing. And then I like to be as familiar as possible moving in because one thing that happens, especially in, in a long form interview is you don't know where exactly what they're gonna go, right? And the, the best thing can be when a conversation just emerges really naturally and maybe your guest celebrity interviewer or interviewee goes into a topic that you're, you're thinking that's coming up on your, on your notes. And if you're really familiar, you just jump down, go with it, flow with it, and then come back to wherever you need to be. You can only do that if you know where you're going, though, and if you're studied up. So, yeah, I think the, being incredibly familiar before you jump in is, is key. I like to get to a point where I just need like a bullet point or two. right like I, i know i know where we're going like i know where i need to land i don't need to know every single word to get there right yeah. nice
1: that's cool yeah i send i send her every week before we do our show like our list of what we're going to talk about i send her like a bullet point of like just maybe even a name i'm just like here's the first topic and it's just <laughs> the name of the person
0: yeah <laughs> and that's how we prepare it, so yeah.
1: yeah
2: no that's good that's that's not i mean as long as you're on the same page yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly
1: hey, no i do want to ask you have you ever encountered any celebrities that don't want to answer specific questions or behind the scenes any celebrities that have teams that censor what you want to talk about beforehand?
2: I mean, there it's not necessarily I I wouldn't even call it a, a censorship, but I mean, look here we're talking about usually in the situation that I'm in, we're promoting something right The celebrities yeah. are there promoting a show, a movie, or whatever. and so you know as a brand, we don't want to talk about things people don't want to talk about and 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 obviously, if there's something newsworthy, that's different, but um there is always a uh, um a level of you know just as from a journalistic perspective if there are things that are going to be sensitive, right and so You know, you have to go about that in delicate and in uh, respectful ways. And I, I, you know, I I don't have, I guess, specific examples, uh, just because I don't, but um, (laughs) I I wouldn't want to say, I don't know. But, you know, if someone has just gone through a divorce, or if someone has just recently lost a family member, it matters to do your research and know, are they talking about that publicly? Did they post about it? Did they share their thoughts about it? And the most, you know, if someone has lost someone recently and it's newsworthy, it's a matter at that point of being having enough finesse as a journalist uh, and as a host to get there. Like you posted about this, you shared your heart uh, and how much they meant to you, and blah 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 blah, and then get into it, right? Instead of a hold hard,
1: cold hard, cold open, yeah, or, or
2: something, or yeah, right? You know what I mean? Like you don't. Know, there, so there's, there's always, uh, I guess there's. It becomes a challenge, right, of, of, of the job is if you can get into territory that other people can't get into because you're able to weave a conversation in a good way, then that's great. And it's not like it's a, everyone knows they're on camera. It's not, a, it's not like a gotcha, right? Yeah. People know they're being interviewed. And, and if you can make someone feel comfortable enough and trust you enough to share something with you that would possibly be dicey or, or that they wouldn't necessarily want to share because it's personal or something like that, then that, then that's great. Yeah
0: absolutely well you have a pretty good sense of what you're doing <laughs> on and off camera but we want to get into one of your other senses your sense of da, smell da,
2: da. do you oh find, my goodness okay. do you
0: find that most celebrities smell good or bad and have you had any experiences Ooh. with particularly
2: stinky stars oh good one now i would obviously never say if someone you can't yeah you don't have to name it, never. But- <laughs> uh, i have been well let me just tell you this the, okay so um I lost my smell during COVID for like a year, which was unfortunate. I will say it's come back. Um, I just wanted to say that, I guess. I just wanted to say that has nothing to do with. (laughs) That was uh, hard. No, I
1: lost my taste and smell. And like to not be able to taste food, there's no point in living anymore. Yeah, I did
2: that too. It was wild. It was something. So I've I've had the vast majority smell really good. And usually because they're dressed, they're ready to go. I will say this, though. Red carpet, especially award shows, can get hot and sweaty. And depending on the weather, people are drenched. (laughs) And there have definitely been – and you're in close quarters. Yeah. And if anything, I would say it's me that I'm concerned about, right? Like I'm under a tux. I've got layers. I'm stressed. It's hot. It's like, oh, no. Like – what can I do except just if so, if you ever see a clip of me doing an interview and I'm just like keeping it tucked and just like, you know, not lifting it up. <laughs> that's why. Keeping the arms tucked in. Um, I don't know if I've ever smelled a I don't think I've ever had a celebrity smell bad. Literally, I, I, I'm i not making it up. I never have. Um Bad breath. Yeah.
1: Ooh, Ooh bad breath.
2: What is yeah. what Who makes has the bad worst? breath? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Mm. <laughs> what makes the worst breath, older, A lot of times older, I have found that I have interviewed older celebrities that have stuck out to me, <laughs> that breath. not everyone, but, and I know I have it too, but <laughs> what, what were you going to say? What was your question?
0: Oh, I would say like, <laughs> what makes the worst breath for you? Is it like, like, is it just like that old people smell <laughs> <like this>? old <laughs> Or is it like, is it like the, you can tell they just had something <laughs> riddled with onions before? Like what makes the I worst? Think it's
2: a, I think it's a must, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, the must of having talked a lot. Mm. Right. I'm also saying this as a, as a guilty party. I talk a lot. And I, one of my number one things I always have our producer on site on these award shows is they have a thing of mints and I'm popping them constantly. Cause I'm right in faces. And mm. my wife tells me, I talk, I have a strong, I've, I'm very strong. My, it comes out strong, right. <laughs> I'm talking. So I'm like, I know I'm just breathing on people. <laughs> uh and so i'm always worried about it I'm, I'm i'm definitely definitely probably have there are probably people that are talking about me right now somewhere that guy <laughs> terrible <breath. laughs> that guy they are watching yeah.
0: this interview and they're like how dare he say that i had bad breath yeah the time? When, been, I know. when i
2: experienced his yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh my yeah. gosh
0: well as we've established at this point, you've had quite a few experiences being up close and personal with a lot of famous individuals. Now, for the average mm-hmm. Joe out there, what is the best way to make a good impression on a celebrity?
2: Ooh, require as little as possible, right? Mm. I, um, I, for example, I saw someone, who did I see uh, just the other day? I was in New York at, uh, um, just having drinks with someone. Oh, Billy, I saw Billy Crudo. Billy oh. Crudo, who from the morning show, whatever, he was, he was there. I went to the bathroom and I walked. It was like he had to go down a stairwell, and then there's a little lobby and the bathroom. He was standing there, and all I did, was, I, I was second guessing, saying anything at all. But it's like I love, I love the dude. I think he's such a great actor. But all I did was quick. He was like looking at his phone, and I he wasn't on it. He was just looking. I quick tapped him on the shoulder and was just like, I literally <laughs> said the cheese. It was just like, hey man. Love what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Big big fan. Big fan. And I just kept moving. I never, I don't even think I stopped moving. The point was, I wanted to be very clear with my body language. I wasn't going to require anything at all, right? Like, I I, I guess the, the, but but look, it's different because I see celebrities a lot. So I'm not as, I understand the feeling that people have when it's like, this is my moment. The problem is for that star in public, everyone is having that, their big moment with them all the time. So if yeah. they are cold to you, it's don't take it personally, because it's probably just a a bad a day. And ev- everyone wants to have their big moment. Right. Yeah. So uh, that my number one t- piece of advice is don't tell them your life story and uh, just don't be as it. require as little as possible.
1: Cool. Interesting. So don't ask for a picture and an autograph. Pick one. Wow.
2: Just a picture. Sure. Yeah. And if, you've, if you're going to do a picture, already have the phone open and ready. Mm-hmm. and if, if they say no take respect it. it right if they yeah. say no then just okay sorry i just want to let you know i'm a big fan say something cheesy like love your work like i did
1: <laughs> <laughs> coming out of the bath, going in and from the bathroom
2: right exactly right good exactly timing right
1: no i was good gonna time. i want to end it off with the uh, last question here for anyone looking to get into the entertainment news industry what is your advice
2: mm. um main advice is so I grew up in like I said West Virginia so I was in a geographic location that was very far from any of it right Um, it was also in an era where social media wasn't as prevalent as it is now so maybe it would be a little different however my number one thing has always been go to where the industry is right that's the tough that's really tough that can be very tough moving whether it's LA or New York or, or or wherever you need to be it's not I guess that's not like the only thing um, but then it would be to just take opportunities or make opportunities as you, as, you, um, as you think of them. Come up with stuff, right? Like come up with things to do at home or start a podcast or do something. Get yourself out there because the point, I guess the major thing is no one's going to hire you or you're not going to be noticed based on what you could tell someone you think you're capable of. Show people what you're capable of, even if it's coming up with stuff in, at home. Um, so I, and, and you know what I mean? Doing it as much as you can. And, and like, obviously now with social media and podcasts and everything else, everyone has the opportunity to do something on camera. If they want to be a host to kind of get, get, get the, you know, get their creativity flowing.
1: Everyone wants to be an influencer.
2: That's true. Everyone, everyone wants to be YouTuber. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. We enjoyed you. You're quite the people person. <laughs>
2: Um, I appreciate that. I'm that sure you've was, never heard well that played. before. Well played. <laughs> no,
1: but thank you for coming on and enjoy the rest of your day. We enjoyed you.
0: Yeah. And thanks Guys, for thank laughing so at much. Spencer's jokes because I know they're I, really uh, hard to laugh at.
2: Painful. Yeah. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of painful jokes. So I know how much I appreciate, like, even if it's a fake laugh, it, it fills the air. You know, I uh, didn't fake laugh. Did
1: you fake laugh? Did you
0: didn't fake have laugh? to? No, I didn't no. have to at all. Not a yeah. single time. Not at, not nope, at
1: you.
2: Definitely Only not. All right. all
1: right
0: thank you guys so much yeah thank you thank you oh it was so lovely bye,
1: bye. thank you everyone for tuning into the podcast thank you jeremy for hopping on that was insane Absolutely.
0: that was so awesome if you'd like to see more of us you can find us on instagram at the rumor mill pod we post pretty much daily updates of what's going on in the pop no lives realm. no we don't we we live for celebrities this is our life that's what we do um so if you want to see more of us definitely catch us on there you can find us on twitter at trm updates on tiktok at the rumor mill and we post new episodes
1: every friday every you week. can watch the podcast on our youtube channel at the rumor mill you can also watch on spotify you can listen wherever you get your podcast and like lexi said we drop new episodes every friday we are always here breaking down the latest entertainment news and
2: we will see you next week see you next week